Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Here on the Locked On Razorbacks broadcast, here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, we are brought to you by Built Bars, which I've been telling you all about. You want to be health conscious, you want to look good, you want to gain that great protein and get your workouts really going. Built Bar is the way to go. You go to BuiltBar.com and you use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. That's right. Using promo code LOCKEDON, $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Be sure to check it out. You can be healthy. You can feel good. You can have something that tastes good and it's very easy to snack on. Again, go to BuiltBar.com, enter in promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order. Lots of things to get into today though, folks, but I'm very pleased to be able to have an interview with a former Razorback baseball great, Bobby Wernus. He actually joined us uh, on the Out of Bounds show uh, just today when I'm recording this podcast. And, you know, normally, uh, you know, with these interviews and all that, it, it's very it's very good to hear from him, not only from his experiences when he was at Razorback Baseball, but also dealing with Major League Baseball and kind of everything that's been going on. It was a really fantastic interview, and I really look forward to watching it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and check in with Bobby Warnes, former Razorback. Great. What's going on, Bobby? I am awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, I know I talked to you a little bit on the phone before we got you on, but I know a lot of Razorback fans remember your playing days. So, with sports not going on, baseball not going on, what what have you been up to, man? Yeah, man, not a whole lot. Uh, I guess I've done uh, more radio interviews than I ever thought I'd do in my life over these <laughs> last two months. So, uh, I can uh, put that on the school belt, I guess. But uh, no, not a lot. It's just been uh, it's been good to hang out with the wife during this time. Uh, I mean, I don't think I've ever had a summer that's free. And I don't think I'll we'll probably ever get one again, hopefully. So I think we both kind of realize that it's a very, obviously it's a troubling time, but there is a little bit of a silver lining getting to uh, getting to spend some time together. Bobby, where are some of your favorite places to play in the minor leagues? I want to know uh, your favorite home team, home environment, and then some of those road places that you play because there are a lot of unique places within minor league baseball. Man, that's a really, really good question. I would say my favorite home, I think the favorite home ballpark was uh, Hartford, which is double-A affiliate for the Rockies, and I played there in 2018. Um, I mean, that stadium's brand new. I think they, I think it was built in 2017. Um, I mean, and it's an upper deck short of being a major league stadium. So in terms of just, like, the facility itself, that was, uh, that was a whole lot of fun to play in. Um, road environments. I think I think Aberdeen, which is uh, the short season affiliate for the Orioles, was a, it was a really nice stadium as well. That's a, the Cal Ripken affiliate. He I think funds most, if not all, of that. Um, and also I think Lowell, which is short season for uh, Boston. Uh, the fans there were pretty rowdy. Which uh, so I think all three of those were were a blast to play in. Also, how much better is the competition as you advance through minor league baseball? Yeah, level to level, there's definitely a uh, definitely a jump. Um, I think when I first signed, I went to short season, which is kind of designed for the, the college kids uh, that just signed uh, just out of the draft. I would probably put the SEC a tick above that. Um, and then once you get into full season ball, it becomes it becomes a significant jump. Um, 
So I don't know if that answers your question in terms of, I guess that's hard to quantify in terms of how big of a jump it is level to level. Um, I think maybe high A to double A is probably the biggest jump. And once you get double A, triple A, and obviously the big league, um, it's more or less the talent's the same. It's just the consistency. Big league guys are, are much more consistent. Um, I think once you get to that double A level, it, it kind of starts to plateau. Well, Bobby, what has that journey been like? Because that's something that always fascinated me. I'd love to think that every minor league's journey is just like the movie Bull Durham, where it's just all fun and games <laughs> and a great comedy. But uh, what is that like, you know, bouncing around from different teams, trying to play uh, in the big leagues? You know, obviously that's the ultimate goal. What was that experience like? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, was it as awesome as the trade in Bull Durham? Unfortunately not. <laughs> I would I'd maybe still be playing if it was, but uh, – yeah, I think it's just. It, I think it's, it's pretty well known how the, the conditions that a lot of minor league affiliates, and depending on the organization, is maybe not as uh, not as glamorous as you'd want. But I think uh, you know, if you never lose sight that you're getting to play baseball for a living, you're you're going to enjoy it. You're going to get a lot out of it. Um, and just obviously the relationships you build with the guys. I mean, you're. You're living with people from Venezuela, the Dominican Republic, Mexico. I mean, and obviously all 50 states. It's just that kind of melting pot of, of people is, is something that I'll always remember. And just, you know, learning uh, learning so much about different cultures and just building relationships with people all over the world. I mean, that, that was an awesome experience that, you know, I would have never been able to, uh, to get to go through if it weren't for professional baseball. So what's next for you, Bobby, as far as are you still looking to play? You want to get into coaching or... Are you affiliated with the game in some capacity still? Yeah, so uh, I actually, my last year playing was 2018, and uh, I am I'm now a coach with the Philadelphia Phillies organization. So this will be my second year with them. And, uh, I mean, obviously we don't have baseball now, which is why, uh, which is why I'm at home. But, uh, yeah, this will be my second year uh, coaching with the Phillies. Um, and I love it. It's definitely something I wanted to do when I, was, when I got done playing, and I'm uh, – very fortunate that the stars aligned and uh, I was able to do that. We'll continue our discussion with former Razorback great baseball player Bobby Warnes here in just a second, though, folks. But with it's it's amazing how increasing numbers of makes and models to different vehicles and how it's really impossible to really stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. I mean, you go to these places, you try to find the parts you, that you need for your vehicle, and it's not there. And then most of the times, they have to order it and then end up costing more. It's just a pain. And one reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money is so that you can use it for other important things because we all know how tough it is right now with the coronavirus going on I mean, why spend 30 50 100 more for the exact same parts that you would in a car dealership or anything like that that's why rockauto.com is perfect for this they're a family business they've been serving auto part customers online for 20 years and if you go to their website rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts you get hundreds of manufacturers to choose from it's a great catalog that's very easy to navigate it makes everything a lot easier and smoother and they always have the parts that you need at very affordable prices go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that they have available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you because it is a great website to choose. It's where I get all of my vehicle stuff, all of my truck stuff. I need some parts actually that I actually have to put on order and I got them on order and they're coming in and it's a great price. Remember, amazing selection and low prices and all the parts that you will ever need at Rock Auto.
Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, Bobby, I know that it's crazy for everybody, but in Major League Baseball especially, there seems to be some sort of standoff, and everyone's trying to come to an agreement of how to make this all work, but you got the MLBPA talking about what they're presenting, and then you have the MLB presenting that. It seems like there's been some clashing with some owners and some players and organizations and all of that. Just in your own opinion, what do you think comes from all this? When does a deal get done? What does that deal look like? Just what's your thoughts on everything going on with Major League Baseball? Yeah, that's a loaded question. Um, I, I, yes, a, a deal will get done. I think I, I firmly believe that, and I think it's probably sooner rather than later. Um, just because, I mean, it's the way the season kind of forecasts out. Like we need to, we need to get something done, and we need to get them down to spring training uh, in order to have some uh, a sizable regular season. Um, and I think, I think both sides have fair points. It's. Uh, Ah, oh, yeah, it's a loaded subject. Um, baseball will happen this year. I, I, I do believe that, and I think it's. Uh, I, I think we could see some real progress. I mean, even within the week, I, I know both sides are trying like crazy. Both sides want baseball. Um, there's just some fundamental differences on uh, you know the intricacies of how that's going to happen. Um, but I, I do have confidence that there will be there will be major league baseball this year. Bobby, we've seen that uh, some teams are able to get back to practicing and then certain areas are still shut down. And I know you said you're part of the Phillies organization. Do you know if um, the Phillies are able to come together and, and practice in any kind of way? Yeah, so as of now, we do not have any players at, uh, at our complex in an official capacity. So there are some local guys that are uh, at the complex uh that I believe are training. Obviously, the guidelines are very strict in terms of the social distancing. So everything is being, uh, you know, is, is just kind of being mandated by, uh, you know, whatever the clear water, the, the clear water uh, status is um, at this point. Um, so the majority of the guys are at home now um, and are, are getting their work in on their own. So I almost kind of think of it as just, just like an extended off season. So whatever they would be doing in the off season is kind of the, the route they're taking with their training at this point in time. Bobby, i got to ask you about uh, your playing days, of course, at Arkansas, which is where a lot of people here in this state remember you. And I want to specifically ask you about Dave Van Horn because in the eyes of many Razorback fans, Dave Van Horn's the GOAT. I mean, he is a guy that has been so consistent when it comes to on-the-field success, getting to the College World Series, uh, hopefully that comes soon with getting a College World Series title, but also putting players in the majors. It just seems like he's the whole package. From your perspective, from a player's perspective, what what do you make of Dave Van Horn in the way that he coaches baseball? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I, he's almost like a father figure to me, and it's especially easy to reflect on that after you're done playing. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think he's so he's, – he's just – he's seen it all. He's even healed. He says the right things at the right time. Never seen the dude panic, and that was in 2015 when we had a losing record going into SEC or we were right at 500, which is probably the, the perfect time to panic, and it, it never happened. Um yeah, it's just a complete package. I mean, people love playing for him. He cares for you as a person, first, ball player, second. Um, yeah, I'm very fortunate to be able to, uh, to play for him. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.
Do you have any great Dave Van Horn stories, though? Because like, I, I know that when we had him on the show, it's always fun to kind of loosen him up a little bit and talk about some old games and some old experiences. But is there anything that comes to mind for you of just being some sort of great story about Dave Van Horn in your playing days? I guess I got it. Well, I, when I was being recruited by him, I remember just the coolest thing to me was I'm playing in a summer league in Kansas, and there's maybe 10, 10 people in the stands, all parents, and he came to Washington and pulled in the brand new Ford Raptor. So I remember that was pretty cool. I go, oh, hope I get a ride in that someday. And I did on our visit. So that was cool. Uh huh. Shoot, what else? He loves talking about the uh, the Bermuda grass at Bomb Stadium, and that's kind of something that a lot of us inside jo- uh, guys have inside jokes about. He just loves the uh, loves the actual playing service. And when we go on the road, I mean, that dude—I I would have guessed—is a turf science uh, major. The amount of stuff he knows about grass and how uh, how in depth he gets. Um, so that's something that <laughs> that's something that's funny that I don't know if a lot of people know is that dude knows his grass. Yeah, I was never uh, aware of that fact because he, he just doesn't come across as. Actually, I take that back. He does come across as a guy that probably has some sort of like genius of something that, w- besides baseball, that I would never even know about, and that really think that it matters. But you know, he he's kind of just that interesting guy that seems like you know he's very simple, but the things that he knows about, he knows a lot about. And I guess his thing is Bermuda grass at Bomb <laughs> Stadium. Hopefully that wasn't a secret because if it was, I'm in big trouble now. So maybe that's between us three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, not not a big secret, Bobby. Um, he actually did an inter- interview here with us on Out of Bounds where he talked about he had just gotten off his tractor and he was yeah. looking over his land, and he also did a PSA where his tractor was in the background. So I think it's uh, yeah, pretty known. Right. I do remember that. I may I may be off the hook. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, there was, I mean, that's just stuff like that. I think people are always interested by. But uh, besides that, though, too, Bobby, uh, you got to be uh, obviously uh, a part of some good teams and some teams that had a lot of great players on it at Arkansas. Is there one particular moment, though, as you playing at Arkansas that really stood out to you? Your favorite moment as a Razorback? Man, I think the, I mean, Game Three is super regional. You know, crunching that and going to Omaha is the one that obviously jumps out and getting to play in the College World Series. Um, obviously, memories I'll, I'll always remember. But I just think the consistency of it. I mean, you play a game on a Tuesday against a mid-major, and I mean, there's still eight, 9,000 people that show up to watch you play. I think, you know, memories like that are just, you know, that's special. That doesn't happen anywhere else. And it's something that I know the guys really appreciate and don't take for granted. Just the, the overwhelming support of the state. Um, again, whether it's on a Tuesday night or Friday night, whatever, um, it's just something really special that I'll always remember. Talking to Bobby Wernus, former Razorback baseball player on the West End Cigars Hotline. Bobby, how much have you been able to keep up with the Razorback baseball team here over the last couple of seasons? Yeah, I do. Uh, I try to keep up as best I can. Um, when I was still playing, it was much tougher because, I mean, the games were almost the exact same time. So, I mean, my the way I kept up was just reading recaps on Twitter. Um, this last year was easier, being that my most of the games in the Gulf Coast League were uh, during the day, so night games I was free. Um, but, yeah, I, I like to think I, I kept up pretty closely. Yeah, because I, I know that we've talked uh, just when the coaching search was going on for Razorback football. It's not even just a baseball thing. You, you know, we uh, you're obviously uh, obviously keeping up with uh, a lot of the stuff going on with uh, Razorback land too. And I'm just really bummed 
Bobby, that we didn't get baseball this year because not only was the Razorbacks looking like they were having a a really another great run or a possible run at the College World Series, but like it just bums me out that I don't get to see Huston Kerstad in a Razorback uniform again, and because uh, I knew that he was going to be a big time player this year that could uh, really set the world on fire, and the fact that. You know, we don't get to watch him this year. I think it's probably what's the most disappointing thing about not having baseball this year for me. Yeah, that's – and it's just obviously there's no precedent. I mean, nothing like this has ever happened. Um, I, I couldn't imagine, you know, having my junior year yanked away from me like this due to a, a global pandemic. I mean, that's obviously nothing you ever think about. Um, and, yeah, it has been. I mean, I, I guess I just cherish the two years that we got to see of him just absolutely set the world on fire, like you said. Um, yeah, he's a special player that's going to play in the Major Leagues for a long time. Bobby, what do you think about the Major League Baseball draft? And it's going to be five rounds, so you're going to have a log jam with juniors who wanted to go to the Major Leagues. And now, you know, if they don't get drafted, there's only a small salary that they put out there they can sign for as a free agent. So now they have the option to go back to school. So what do you think? Um, what do what do you think ultimately happens with some of those guys? Do you think there's a massive logjam in college baseball? Yeah, I think that's another really complex issue. I think in short, yes, it's a it's a massive logjam uh, in college baseball. But I think I think that's really good for the college game. I think over the next one to two years, for sure. I mean, the quality of the quality of college baseball is going to be insane. Um, and I, yeah, the five round draft is uh, it just it just handicaps all these draft eligible guys, and I just feel terrible for them as just a product of the time. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, to see what happens with them, and obviously the cap has been put on as you alluded to uh, for free agent signings. So yeah, I think I think the the quality of college baseball is going to be pretty insane the next couple of years, and we'll see what happens next year with the draft. You know, I would be I'd be stunned if they pushed it back. The forty rounds L was. I think it still may be uh, capped at something. Um, yeah, a lot of unknowns. But it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. All right, last one before we let you get out of here, Bobby. Uh, you know, one thing that I feel like in sports, especially, is I'm always looking ways to improve them, and I'm always appreciate when people are trying to improve ways. Uh, of their sports and in college baseball especially I know something that has been a major problem is just the 11.7 scholarship limit has been frustrating for a lot of coaches especially with the way the college baseball has developed and the third assistant coach you know the paid assistant coach got shut down by the NCAA because they couldn't get everybody to vote on it I mean what's it going to take for college baseball especially uh, out of some of these bigger programs to start getting the, the financing start getting the scholarship start getting the credit that it truly deserves in order to start being able to be on a playing field that'll really help out these programs and help out a lot of student-athletes. Man, you have just been asking nothing but loaded questions <laughs> and really making me think. Um, yeah, I think, oh, that's good. So I think it's obviously complex, and there's uh, there's so many layers to it. I think, I think by and large, I think every school in the SEC is uh, – is on board with adding the adding the third assistant, adding adding more scholarships to baseball. Um, I think the, the smaller the school, the obviously the, the, the finances become a little bit stickier, and it gets tougher to uh, tougher to pass. Um, so I, I think it's it's just a complex issue that, like you alluded to, the NCAA meeting to. Um, no, we couldn't all come together. Uh, on that respect, I think it's 
it's definitely easier to pass the bigger schools versus the small schools. How how they how it happens on an even even playing field is way above my knowledge. Um, but again, I think with the with the quality of college baseball over the next one to two years, I think the product will speak for itself, and uh, and hopefully that maybe uh, creates some momentum for both those issues. Well, that was a perfect answer to the loaded question, Bobby. I will. I'll make sure that. Uh, uh, I guess I don't know. I've never been accused of being asked loaded questions, but you handled it perfectly, man. So today's the first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> today's <laughs> the first, and you handled it perfectly. That's Bobby Warnes, uh, former Razorback baseball player. Really appreciate you coming on with us, Bobby. Hopefully, we can get back to having some Major League Baseball here soon. And good luck in your coaching realm, man. Uh, I know a lot of Razorback fans are proud of you, bud. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 